0: Hello, this is On The Left Side, The Alternative Football Show. I'm Jim. It's been another crackers week in football. Professional snack seller and one-time footballer Gary Lineker is a busy man on social media. He tweets his views on everything and anything, from immigration to the US presidency to his favourite crisp flavour. But he's probably regretting a tweet that resurfaced this week, mocking Chelsea fans for their poor start to last season. Don't panic, Chelsea fans. No team in Premier League history has won the title and been relegated the following season. Hmm. Well, there's always a first time, eh Gaz? You and your fellow Leicester City fans who said they'd take three relegations in exchange for the title are looking like at least part of their wish is now going to come true. It's a bit embarrassing, but still probably not quite as embarrassing as appearing on national TV in your pants. So, what's coming up on this week's show? Arsenal fans are even more angry than usual, we're not entirely sure if we have unethical hair or not, and there's some classic bants at Manchester United, but first, it's all gone a bit weird north of the border, what the crap is going on in Scotland? I think, like most English supporters, I occasionally glance at a score I might take in an old firm derby if it's on the telly, and I randomly decide if I'm a Rangers or a Celtic fan whenever they pop up in the odd European match now and again. But whilst my back has been turned on the game, it appears that everything has gone batshit crazy. Last week, Rangers released a statement to the press concerning the future of their management team, saying...
1: Rangers has accepted the resignations of manager Mark Warburton, assistant manager David Weir, and the club's head of recruitment, Frank
0: McPartland. Nothing strange there, you might think. The club haven't quite fulfilled their early season expectations, so maybe it was time for a change. But what happened next was a little unusual. Warburton came out to the press and denied that he'd ever resigned and he told the Scottish son, What's going on? This is scandalous! I've no idea what they're talking about. I haven't resigned. I've never resigned. It does sound a little bit like the arguments that I have with my wife when I've agreed to do something and then I've had second thoughts about it. What? Come to the shops to pick new curtains? This is scandalous. I've no idea what you're talking about. I've never agreed to that. And it doesn't really sound like the kind of conversation that you'd forget having, does it? It's not like, what time did we agree to meet in the pub? Or, do you know where you put the keys? But it does seem that's what has happened. Someone has forgotten. And former Celtic striker and now Scottish TV pundit Chris Sutton isn't happy at all.
1: He's humiliated the team on the pitch and off the pitch. And Joey Barton's looked like Mystic Meg.
0: Hang on, Joey Barton is Mystic Meg? guess that explains all the bets he puts on. I wonder if he's foreseen the massive ban he's gonna get yet.
1: I see a tall, dark stranger. No wait, Make that a short, brightly coloured one. The
0: story's got more drama than your average episode of EastEnders, but like all good ships captains, the club's director, Stuart Robertson, came out to steady the ship.
1: You know, this board has a very, very clear plan about where this club is going. You know, and and contrary to what they may have read or heard recently, there's a very clear plan and it's getting Rangers right back to the top.
0: Now, if watching Blackadder has taught me anything, it's that saying, I have a plan, very rarely means that the person saying, I have a plan, has a plan at all. In fact, it's more likely that saying, I have a plan, is just a way to disguise the fact your brain is currently shouting, what the fuck do we do now? I can't think of many situations like this that has ever happened in football. People imagining conversations that they've never had, forgetting discussions that they may or may not have had, and even singing the praises of Joey Barton's common sense. I mean, are they all on drugs or something?
1: The World Anti-Doping Agency has said the lack of testing within Scottish football is not good enough.
0: Oh, right. They are all on drugs. A new report has found that no drugs tests have been carried out in Scotland for nine months. That's since the funding from the UK Anti-Doping Agency was removed. Look, I'm not shocked. I've been to Glasgow, I've watched Train Spotting. I can imagine that the Scottish approach to drugs testing involves phrases like... OK, I support drug testing, laddie. Let's test a wee bit smack today, eh? In fact, with Train Spotting 2 doing so well in the box office, maybe there is already a plot line developing to make it a trilogy. Choose life. Choose a job. Choose not being particularly good at that job. Choose a fucking big salary. Choose Joe Garner, Joey Barton and Josh Windass. Choose kicking your last in a miserable away day at Dens Park on a rainy Sunday. Choose resigning from that job. Choose watching the board announce your resignation before denying you've ever resigned in the first place. Choose sitting back and laughing as Scottish football burns around you. Choose Rangers. But why would I want to do a thing like that? I chose not to choose Rangers. I then changed my mind about choosing Rangers and not choosing Rangers. i choose something else. The reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got a great big compensation payoff? Or no compensation payoff. I mean, it depends what they decide. Did he actually resign or not? And we don't know yet. I mean, who knows? Fuck it. Where'd I put that crack? <laughs> 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 CHAMPIONS! Yay! The Champions League is back this week, and it didn't hold back either, tearing into footballing reputations like Jose Mourinho tears into a club physio. It all started with Barcelona, the consistent favourites to win Europe's biggest prize, who shocked the world by clearly fancying a footballing challenge for a change and deciding to ship four to PSG in order to make the second leg a little bit more challenging. Most of the post match analysis following this battering was on how bad Barca had been rather than PSG's dominance of the game, and much of that negativity focused on little Leo Messi, who, in technical terms, had an absolute shitter. Luckily, we had experts like Rio Ferdinand on hand to explain why. Today, there was no fight in him. Normally, you see, there's a bit of spunk in him, but today, it just wasn't the case. I'm sorry. What was that?
1: Normally you see there's a bit of spunk in him, but...
0: I mean, I don't know what kind of pre-match rituals you had at United, Rio. I'm not sure that was the reason he didn't play well. I'll tell you what, I'll mention it to lads at 5 a on a Tuesday and see what kind of take-up there is. And it wasn't just the press that were angry. Barca boss Louis Enrique was also pretty pissed off too. And he took exception to a tv reporter questioning his tactics i accept full responsibility for the loss but when we win i expect the same personal manner as when i conduct my interviews okay reports suggest that after the camera was turned off the spanish boss had to be held back by three people as he tried to attack the reporter Maybe he hadn't had his pre-match spunk either. Next up, Arsenal. And it was looking just as fiery as the Gunners took on Bayern Munich, as Arsene Wenger ramped up the fighting talk ahead of the last 16 showdown. Just a glance at the back pages of the paper made it obvious that the Frenchman was going to come out swinging, with headline quotes picked directly from his aggressive press conference. The Daily Mirror. We'll end our Bayern curse. The Sun Rewrite history, or I'm history The Daily Star Wenger, we can batter Bayern Wow, that is so un like I can't wait to hear this for myself This press conference is going to be epic
1: We so you know we play against uh, Bayern So that means uh, we have to be uh, very positive And so it's a massive challenge But I think we are capable to deal with it
0: Right, he didn't say any of that stuff, did he? Nope thought not In the end, Arsenal were absolutely battered 5-1 in a second-half frenzy as one-sided as Daniel Sturridge's health insurance claims. And the fallout was predictable. More calls for Wenger out. More jokes about Arsenal finishing fourth in the league and Paul Merson claiming that Harry Redknapp was more astute tactically than Arsene Wenger. And when you're making Merson look like he's talking sense, then you know you're in trouble. But at least by giving the opposition a four-goal advantage in the Champions League, Arsene Wenger has finally got Arsenal emulating Barcelona, eh? I'll be honest with you. I really want to watch Arsenal TV now, but at the same time, I'm just not sure I can take it. I mean, it's going to be beautiful after a result like that, but it's just, it might be too good.
1: Okay, come on. Let's just have a little peek. I said this was going to happen. I said we were going to capitulate. The same as we do every single fucking season, Robbie. And what changes? Nothing. Nothing. Was Arsene Wenger still on a touchline ban? Where the fuck was he? He sits there, plays with a bit of string. Pisses about all the time. I've had enough. Please, please, Arsene.
0: Just go. That was beautiful. He was so angry at some points on that, I thought he
1: was going to break into a rap. Same old Arsenal. Well done. I've had enough. Please, please, Arsene. It's the same every single year. Just go. It's embarrassing. Just go. Embarrassing. And it's embarrassing. Just don't have a wank about it. Just go. I don't want to see that. I'm glad I didn't bring my fucking sons out here. It's embarrassing. I said this was going to happen. I said we were going to capitulate. Embarrassing. Just go.
0: Obviously, the anger of Arsenal fans was met by the club in the usual fashion indecisiveness, as rumours circulated that Wenger's continuance as boss of the club would be decided at the end of the season by mutual consent. I'm not sure that bodes well for Arson to be honest. I mean, does anything good ever happen by mutual consent? That's usually just code for we're saving someone's embarrassment. Actually, maybe that is the right term if he stays on. Anyway... Onwards and upwards there, Arsenal. At least you can look forward to that fourth-place finish, a Champions League place, and getting spanked by Bayern 5-1 again next season. How you look in football seems to have become more important now than your ability to actually kick a ball. Only last week we had Antoine Griezmann's image consultant suggesting that the Frenchman would be perfect for a move to United. What the crap? is an image consultant. The closest I get to an image consultant is my wife telling me that if I go out in that god-awful shirt she hates, then she's gonna try and go home with the waiter. And I'm guessing, that's not the same thing. But the idea of an image consultant doesn't seem so bad compared to what's going on in Major League Soccer right now, where Philadelphia Union have become the first team to advertise for an official player tattoo artist. Yep, to help encourage the current trend of footballers looking like they've fallen asleep in a room with a hyperactive three-year-old and a sharpie pen, the club are appointing their very own Inca. Forget physios and sports scientists and groundsmen and sports analysts and diet technicians and sleep experts and cardio boffins. What is really important is making sure that your Chinese symbol on your new striker that they think says teamwork actually doesn't really mean knobhead. Maybe they're planning to tag every player like a farmer does with his sheep, prevent any tapping up. Just imagine, your team goes out to a nightclub to celebrate a win. Before you know it, two rustlers have turned up from LA Galaxy, thrown your best midfielder into the back of the truck, taken back to the West Coast to inseminate your prize cows. Or something. I think I may have lost that analogy somewhere along the line. Well, I guess that if anyone is going to be able to work with footballers, it's a tattooist. Because they've already been working with pricks on a daily basis for years. Now, one place I can get on board with needing someone to guide you in the fashion stakes is the United Arab Emirates. 40 players plying their trade in the Arabian Golf League have been banned for having what has been described as unethical hair. If we're going to talk about ethics in the UAE, then maybe we should consider starting with the laws that help restrict free speech in the country, or the rights of workers from the Philippines and South Asia, or even the draconian rights of the LGBT community. But you know, I mean, hair is a good place to start as well. The reason these haircuts are deemed unethical is that some Islamic teachings ban haircuts that leave some of the head shaved and some of it not. But whether a haircut is unethical or not has been left to the judgment of the referees, which has meant that some players are getting away with it and others are getting banned. It may seem like a draconian rule to us Westerners, but I'm not sure it's that bad of an idea. I'm sure ex England defender Terry Butcher would love to see the likes of David Luiz getting a trim.
1: David Luiz, stop pulling your socks over your bum and knees. Stop wearing this woman and this hair, this big hair, and everything else, and be a defender.
0: I reckon Paul Pogba would probably be able to focus on playing like an £89 million player if he wasn't instead focusing on what weird shapes he was going to get shaved into his head next week. And as for Wayne Rooney, well, he's had surgery on his barnet. That means he has performance enhancing hair and should be banned for life. And I'm sure all England fans would be getting on board with that idea. And finally, you can tell the atmosphere and spirit is top-notch at Manchester United right now. 3,994 games unbeaten, or something. Pogba and Lingard dancing in the dressing room, and Jose's cracking jokes with Zlatan in his press conferences. It really is a thing to behold. And now, Henrik Mkhitaryan is getting in on the act too. The Armenian winger chatted to BT Sport this week to reveal the historical story behind his nickname, Mickey. Your nickname, Mickey,
1: Yeah. where did you get it from?
0: I mean, that is a great journalistic question. I've no idea where this one's going to go. I can't bloody wait for this. It's going to be awesome. I wonder what it is. Go on, just roll the tape. Uh, when I uh, came first to, to Dortmund, Jürgen Klopp said, listen, Mkhitaryan, it's too long. Let's call you Mickey. I said, okay, no problem. And since that day, they started calling me Mickey. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, <laughs> that's amazing. What a... Story, eh? What a tale to tell. Next week, maybe they'll find out why Christopher Smalling is called Chris, or why Paul Skulls used to be called Scholesy. Good work, BBC. Incredible scenes. Dun, 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 dun. That is it for another week of On the Left Side, the Alternative Football Show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or Podbean or however you listen to podcasts, and then it goes from my mouth to your ears without any delay. It's free, and it makes getting the very next show as soon as it's cooked much easier. Right, I'm off to make up a hilarious nickname for Michael Carrick. I'm thinking maybe Mike, because that's full time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: bye, Bye-bye. On the left side is a Paint Your Headphones production for Abrupt Audio. I don't wanna see that. I'm glad I didn't bring my fucking sons out here. Embarrassing. I said this was gonna happen. I said we were gonna capitulate. Embarrassing. Just go. Arsenal's the one who sets this team up. Just go. Where the fuck was he? You fool. Was Arsene Degas still on a touchline band? He sits there, plays with a bit of string. It's done, it's finished, you're done. I've had enough, please, just go. Please, Arsene. Embarrassing.
0: Antoine, Antoine, as in Antoine, Antoine, Antoine. Only last week, Anthony Griezmann's image consultant suggested. I'm sure, it's Antoine, not Antoine. I put it in because that's kind of what you wrote, but I was trying to make it fit. But I'm not entirely sure, so leave it in if you want.